Hi, I'm Mo Maduro, and this is the Active Life Over 50 Podcast, providing insights and support for your life expansion and self-actualization journey. Today's episode is life expansion. It's more than a concept. Make it a way of life. Hey, welcome to another episode of Transformations for People Over 50. Again, where we're inspiring and providing resources and resourcefulness for an active life to make the second 50 the best 50. Last time we talked about pivot power, and the reason for that was to frame the idea of pivoting so you know you have options. You know, a plane is off course 90 to 95% of the trip, but you don't notice that it's making all those micro adjustments. And as long as you're paying attention to the right things, the KPIs, key process indicators, you got your metrics, and you're paying attention to the right things, you make these pivots small, and then use what I frame as the concept that you get up before you finish falling. You watch a snowboarder, while they're falling, you see it's like it's a point of no return where they know that they're probably not going to be able to save it. And so they just go with it, they roll out of it, and they're coming back up on the snowboard, and they continue on going, almost with the same amount of momentum, and able or positioned to do the next trick if that's what's coming. So this idea of getting up before you finish falling, and I now think of it just in terms of a pivot and conserving the energy, and that's what I explained that last time. But the idea is that if you have confidence in your ability to read the signals and then make the pivot, and then I'll talk another session about pivoting between passion and purpose, because your passion gives you the energy and the fuel to go after some big high mountains, but the purpose gives you the persistence and the tenacity to make it through the lows and the valleys, right? Sometimes you have to cross some rivers, and when you cross those rivers, they're tough. Having the purpose is enough to get you to the other side. But by pivoting between passion and purpose and reading the signs of when to do which, signs that early indications that your profitability is starting to wane, and you don't want to wait until it wanes too much because that's when your balance sheet is going to be weak. And I'm talking about it in the business context, but it doesn't have to be business. It could be 100% volunteer. It could just be a research project that you're doing by yourself, although I do encourage you to think in terms of service and think in terms of working with other people. Because I took that idea of if we're going to be alive at 50, if we're going to be alive until 100, would we be living differently? And I think we would. I think that if, if you're of the mindset that you're only going to be alive until till 70 and you're at 50 and you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about getting healthier because I'm only going to be around. Enough. Well, suppose it was another 50 years that you're going to be around. Would that change? And then when you understand that there's ways to actually change your habits, it's very easy, relatively speaking. You don't change habits, you replace them. And when you understand how that works and what you have to do, and it's all conditioning, it's not mental, it's, it's, or actually, it's actually neurobiological or neurobiology, neuroscience, neurobiology, neuroplasticity, we're going to unpack that, epigenetics, we'll unpack that. So expansion, life expansion. This idea was if you are 50 or 60, but you do the things that you would do if you were 30. Now, what would you do if you were 30 and you lost everything in your business? You wouldn't just lie down and wait till die, you would start over again. You'd start over from where you are. You would do the same thing at 40. You might do the same thing at 50. At 60, it gets harder. But what I'm telling you is if you lose everything at 60, you still can get back up. You can still get back up. Unless you have 40 years, 50 years of, of whatever you build, and now you have that wisdom, right? In fact, there's a lot of angel investors who won't invest until somebody's lost 
and had some big failures because they need to understand what it feels like. The person, the entrepreneur needs to know what it feels like to go through that. But also the investor gets the chance to see how they, how they handled it and make sure that they can come back from it. So anyway, the point is life expansion was this idea that if at 50, I act like I'm at 30, what, what could happen? And it was, it's been interesting. I mean, you know, some of the things that I started doing, I realized, okay, there are some limits, but I also did a lot. I probably, I probably did as many miles on my motorcycle in the last 10 years as I did in the prior 10. I've certainly done more bicycle miles in the last 10 than I did in the previous 20. I've done more, I've learned more things. Uh, one of my favorite pastimes is riding a one wheel that's that skateboard looking thing on a go-kart wheel. I, you know, it's, I've done a thousand miles on it and I'll probably keep going. Who knows how, how long, how far. I still do track days on the motorcycle. And what's interesting is when you look at it from a life expansion standpoint and you start looking at how many people over 70 and 80 are doing amazing things, you realize the limits are in our mind. Now, coming from a range of training and where they literally try to break you. In fact, they, they want a 55% attrition rate because they want to make sure that they've got the best of the best. You understand that your limits are in the mind. And then you see a David Goggins. And I, I paid attention to a lot of what he was talking about. And he's right. We actually reset the, the threshold. What I'm talking about specifically, and there's science behind this thing, whereas the, the muscles, when they give out, it's not the muscle giving out, it's the, the brain triggering you to stop. And a hunter, as a hunter-gatherer, you would not want to run so far and fast that you injure yourself and then you become dinner for some tiger. So there's a trigger that makes us stop. But what David Goggins is talking about is he pushes past that. He's pushed past it so many times that it doesn't, it doesn't even kick in anymore. And that's why he, he, made, he has a quote that he says, wherever you think you can't go any further, you still have 40% more to go. And that's what they teach you in Ranger School and the Navy SEALs. They, they actually make you live that. So you see it and you feel it. And David Goggins has taken it to another level. But I 100% agree. And he's confirmed some things that I suspected. And then you look into willpower and some of these other, other studies or research, and you find that there's science to, to back it up. So life expansion. When we were, if you're over 50, you probably remember the jokes around somebody's going to study basket weaving. That was, I don't know why basket weaving became a joke, but you know what? I looked it up. There's actually meetups for basket weaving. There's, there's Facebook pages for basket weaving. I don't care what it is that you do. There's a subculture built around it. You know, if you're 50 or 60 and you raise children from being young, you know, that's crazy stuff you got into and the subcultures that are out there. Well, it's the same for adults. There's so many subcultures. And you can find them on the internet. They're, they're on Facebook pages. They're literally hanging out in Facebook groups. You can find your voice. You can find like-minded people. You can find your next phase too in that thing that you love doing by starting with the simple as a Facebook group. And, and you don't have to start big, just a little bit every, every time. I think consistency is important though. So if you weren't sure about it, let's say you did the exercise I talked about in last episode, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if you decided to work but didn't need to get paid? And what would you do if you were going to get paid but you didn't care how much and it was the work that you were doing or the purpose or the people you were serving that was most important? Those kinds of questions, it uncovers something. And then you can start leaning into that to see. Just join a few Facebook pages. Start following them. Start chiming in. Start doing some of the projects, whatever it is. 
and get excited about it. Meet like-minded people. I have a friend. I, I knew her from fourth grade and she was getting into photography around 2007 or eight. And now this lady's doing these big shows. She's doing museums, shows at museums and things of that nature. Uh, and it's, it, was, it was great to watch because this little idea of photography turned into this big thing. And now, you know, people from our elementary school are connected with her because of the internet and Facebook. And so that's just one example, but there's many, many, many more. And whatever your passion is, whatever you love doing as a teen, whatever your responses are to purpose and meaning type and passion type questions, you can find that hobby, craft, passion, outlet, whatever it is on Facebook and start leaning into it. And it's as simple as that. You meet some people, you go to a meetup and I, I've skied with uh, National Brotherhood of Skiers. It's a group of African-American skiers. I probably started skiing with them in the early 90s. Back in those days, we'd sometimes get 5,000 people, maybe even more than that, 5,000 people at one resort. And that was actually before the internet was big, finding it just by through, through mail and telephones and going to meetings, right? And we would all end up at Vail or Copper or something like that. And it's still going on today. And you just look it up, National Brotherhood of Skiers, and you'll, they, they do a summit every year. And still, there's still thousands of people who show up from all over the world to ski at these events. And you see people year after year after year. It's very cool. So again, find your passion, find what's interesting to you, lean into it, and go to some meetups, go to some events, maybe create an event, an event yourself. If you're a socializer type person, create the event yourself. There's a lot more to it than that. I'm not even talking about the business side of it yet. Of course, that's just, that's an angle. And I do think that there's an opportunity to serve. And if, you're be, if you are serving, I think you should get paid for serving unless you're specifically doing it as a volunteer situation. It's, it's another conversation, but whether that's what you want to do, some people just want to chill out. You've done your 30 or 40 years of work and you just want to chill out. That's fine. All I'm saying is what you thought you may want to do when you stop working because you thought about it as retiring. If you think about it as a phase two, maybe it's different. I used to play a lot of golf, and I know many people who thought, man, when I retire, I'm going to play golf. It doesn't happen. Some of them do, but most of them don't play as nearly as much golf as they thought they would. First of all, you need a lot of people. It, it takes money, and everybody who plays golf in the later years may not have it, but it's also family. People want to travel. People want to drive the RV across the country. My point is this. Reassess your plans for your phase two and do it with some purpose. Again, I'll go, you, I recommend you go out to my Seven Fitness Areas Facebook page. Go ahead and follow the page and you'll stay in, up to date on some of the things I'm doing here. I also have an online publication. But that on that Seven Fitness Areas Facebook page, there is a purpose tool and you can work through that tool to find your purpose and passion. And there's even another level that, take, that takes it to service so that if you wanna monetize your purpose or passion, it'll facilitate that as well. Now, this works for anybody from 20 or 30, but I'm specifically talking to people 50 over because the Xers and the Boomers, we have some special experiences that I think are, are very, very good for the time moving forward. And by the way, the age group above 50 is the fastest growing demographic in the United States, and it's going to keep growing. And, you know, like I said, we got people running the country who are in their 70s and 80s. So why not do what you love? and create some service and make life better for somebody.
we'll, we'll see in the next episode where I'm going to talk about transformation, what makes it hard, what to do about that, and then we're going to tie it together so you have expansion, transformation, and pivoting, and you have it in a package that gives you some hope and some comfort that you can step out there into the unknown and actually make a difference, and you're going to be okay. We'll talk next time.